where else would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. And welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn, Alex Jones. Fresh off Monday night, short week for the Bills and for ourselves here as we get set to segue into Dolphins Week, kicking off their first AFC East opponent coming up this weekend from Hard Rock Stadium in South Beach. All right, before we get into too much, Alex, uh, we got to talk about uh, Monday night and just how it it went right for the Bills, aside from some injuries, game plans, schematically everything. They contained Derrick Henry. They made Ryan Tannehill play quarterback through two picks, got benched in this one. Josh Allen rested by um, not even into the fourth quarter. He was resting by the third. Outside of the injury bug, which we'll talk about later, everything went pretty well here for the Bills on Monday Night Football. I mean, honestly... Brad, you couldn't ask for a better for a better turnout. I mean, uh, it, it started a little slow, if anything. But, you know, you go into halftime, you're up 17-7, and then you continue to pour it on there. They scored 34 unanswered points in this game. I mean, they look just as good as we thought they would. Even without a healthy, uh, without healthy Gabe Davis, he did not dress for this one. So even without him, they didn't skip a beat. To quote Herm Edwards, we, they are who we thought they are. <laughs> yes. Or Denny Green, at least, after that uh, that Steeler game here. So, big win uh, for the Bills on Tuesday. Thoughts on that game here, Alex? It was just a perfect drumming. Like, it was just coast to coast, the, the perfect game for the Bills. You know, the defense looked amazing. The offense looked amazing. Apparently, no one in, in the NFL can return a punt from Sam Martin. So, I mean, it just is, it literally was, except for the injuries, coast-to-coast perfect. Yep, and that's exactly how they uh, they wanted to be in this one. So, uh, a 41-7 thumping of the Tennessee Titans. And after losing the last two years to the Titans, I don't know you about about you, Alex, but I felt pretty good after this win. I mean, we had got him in 2017 and 2018, but the blowout in 2020 and then last year just left a real sour taste mouth. And honestly, I hate Mike Vrabel. So yeah, that was him being sad with his weird non with his weird not level eyes. That was fantastic for me. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, from every facet of the game, Jake Kumro. Getting some big catches there. Uh, you know, obviously we saw Crowder contribute here in week two. Cook looking nice running the football in garbage time, more or less. But I mean, all in all, fundamentally sound win in this one here. Uh, two interceptions, one a pick six by Matt Milano. Everything was working right in the Bills' favor in this one. And that's exactly how this team and, of course, this fan base wanted them to show up. And boy, did they deliver. Yes, exactly that, Brad. You know, I mean, Allen and 
Diggs looked, they looked like they weren't calling plays. They were just like, I'm going to throw you the ball. Okay, good. Just get open. Because that's what it, every single time it was either Diggs just stopping at four yards, getting his hands up, and then embarrassing a corner. I mean, Allen just looked automatic. Just boom, 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 boom. It, it, it was maybe the most pure offensive performance outside of the perfect games we've seen from the Bills. Reggie Gilliam got on the board first on an 11-yard score, and then it was uh, three touchdown passes from Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs at fourth down right before halftime. Josh steps back, and Diggs is just sitting there open, flawless, textbook, if you will. It, it was just perfect, the board. Uh, some long passes here in this one. Like I said, uh, Kumro had a decent game there offensively. They imposed their will. Any disappointment on you for the fact that you know they didn't run the ball a whole lot in this game? Uh, no, I I don't care. If we never run the ball again. <laughs> okay, good. Just double checking here. Dawson Knox turned it up. He had three more catches in the previous week, forty-one yards for him. I Isaiah McKenzie had a. Two catches there for 37, including a 28-yard catch in this one. Uh, a lot of good contributors in this one. This was a big-time team win here. But then again, there were some injuries in this one, and I think a good segue into it right now, especially going into Dolphin Week here. As uh, you know, we saw first Dane Jackson go out in the first half, and Alex, I was at this one, that stadium. I, I swear, when that ambulance was coming out on the field, you could hear a pin drop. That was utterly terrifying, Brad. It gave me vibes. I remember whenever it got hurt, it gave me the same, just that same type of like, like just froze everything. Everyone froze. Yep. A hundred percent. Fortunately, they said he was wearing the red nine contact jersey in practice. It's promising for someone who was taken to the hospital that night. Uh, apparently, uh, Micah Hind was also checked out of the hospital. He was carted uh, to the locker room uh, with an apparent neck injury. Uh, has not practiced this week. I would say I'm concerned that he won't play in this one, but I'm not concerned about the Bills' secondary um, because uh, this roster, the way it's designed and constructed, it's deep enough that I say next man up. So if that's Jaquan Johnson in this one, um, and uh, I'm going to just go ahead and trust the Ooh. process. Uh, who, uh, in all honesty, Jaquan Johnson already has two picks off to a tongue of Iloa. So, yes, uh, I've been on the Jaquan Johnson jet ski for a while. I think he's going to be, I genuinely do think that's the reason why we haven't extended Boyer yet. I think the Bills really like him, what they have in Jaquan Johnson. He's a core special teamer for them, and they could easily sign him this offseason to a very friendly deal that would keep him in Buffalo for the foreseeable future. And I'm going to be honest, I think he could be the next starting safety for the Buffalo Bills. He's that good a player. Um, and so it's, it's, the injuries are concerning. But in the scheme of things, it's not, um, it's not as bad as it could have been, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be uh, a lot worse, uh, i.e. QB1 goes down. I don't even want to say his name here at this point, but we lose our quarterback, and we by, lose our top wide receiver. That'd be devastating. 
And by and by that, of course, you mean Case Keenum. It would be horrible. <laughs> case. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Uh, like it is a long season here, so injuries are going to happen. And, you know, that's something that we haven't seen this team deal a whole lot with outside of the Trey White injury last year on Thanksgiving Day. But the way this roster is designed, um, it'll allow for the injuries to happen without the team to take a major hit, I think, on the field. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think it's one of those things where the do the sort of um, next man up mentality where you have such a talented roster across the board that the second guy at some positions would be starters on most NFL teams at that position. Yes, indeed. So Buffalo gets the win, like we said. Final score, 41-7. to And uh, that'll do it for week two. So, you know, a short week for the Bills. Uh, turn around, they head down to uh, South Beach to take on the Miami Dolphins uh, from Hard Rock Stadium. We'll be talking with Brian Cantonzero coming up on the other side of a break here. He is with the Finside podcast. But, uh, gosh, really, really looking forward to see if this team can go ahead and stop a team who I think the media is just – anytime Miami wins, I feel like everyone just starts having heart palpitations. Everyone just falls in love with Miami, and then we gradually see them come back to planet Earth. That's what we've seen the last couple of years. Is this the same Miami Dolphins team? This is not a uh, Brian Flores coach team anymore. Could be a completely different outcome, but you got to say something about a team here who was down 35-14 going into the fourth quarter and manages to come away with a 42-38 win. I'm going to be honest, Brad. That game was so impressive. By Loa that I, but the thing is, I've watched enough football and especially enough NFL football to know when a guy had the game of his life, that rarely ever happens twice. <laughs> Normally, in all honesty, what happens is the guy has the game of his life and then he falls off the cliff the next game. So let's get our own take here on the Dolphins game here going into this one. We've already rolled right into it here, but, uh, you know, I I would think in this one that they, secondary-wise, would probably be willing to, as they have defended Tyreek Hill in the past, give up the underneath stump so he doesn't get behind them because that's what happened to Baltimore in this game. He, the, you know, Waddle and uh, Hill were able to get behind the secondary and they made him pay that I would think they're not going to let that happen. I think Leslie Frazier is going to have them disciplined at this point, and I think they would much rather give up the underneath stuff than anything over the top and then really let their pass rush do the talking here. One of the best in the NFL, I think, uh, number one according to Pro Football Focus, on uh, or next gen stats at least on uh, QB pressure, and they've only blitzed three times, and that's through two games that didn't blitz at all in week one. Well, and Brad, that's the thing too is talking about pressure. Arms that has not practiced once this week with a toe injury that would be huge for the Dolphins. That's their huge marquee free agent signing a tackle against. One of the hottest edge rushing teams in the NFL. It, it, I think this game is going to come down to the Bills being able to make while being with four guys. You know, it's one of those things where he's going to be a guy, if you get him uncomfortable and you get him a pocket, he's proven if you start hitting him early, 
he gets really uncomfortable. And that was one of the things watching last week against the Ravens. They weren't able to get any pressure. They really weren't after, able to get after the quarterback with just with any number. And so I think that was the major game changer of that game was that they couldn't get pressure on the quarterback. And, uh, you know, the ability to, you know, be able to go ahead and avoid the rush. We, we have someone like that in Josh Allen, uh, who's proven time and time again that Josh Allen can go ahead and, you know, he'll take a sack here or there. But he's gotten so much better about not taking the ugly sacks, about being able to elude pressure, being able to step up, uh, you know, throw the ball away. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, points go to Josh Allen in this one. Clearly, you know, he's, you know, two years ahead of two at this point. But Josh is someone who's comfortable enough that I think they'll do well in the way the offensive line has been playing against the pass rush here. Uh, but it'd be curious, you know, without their big, strong, like you said, free agent tackle, if he's not able to play in this one here for Miami, how they're able to go ahead and hold up that pass rush with uh, Von Miller, who... You know, though he didn't get any sacks in this one, still looking nasty out there. Yeah, he really has been. And I think, it, I mean, just looking at the Bills injury report, um, it's it's really, it's it's good for the Bills that both Tim Settle and Ed Oliver are limited. Um, that normally is the indication that they're getting ramped up to play back in the game. And so... I think with Settle and Oliver back, the Bills are going to be a force to be reckoned with with those inside four. I think you got Groot, got Vaughn Miller, Boogie Basham's been playing well, and Austin Jackson, who's the right tackle for the Dolphins, AJ Epinesa, for whatever reason, since his college days has owned him. I don't know why. It's just Austin Jackson is just, just gets destroyed by AJ Epinesa. And so he's the one who, uh, Epinesa had three sacks in the Rose Bowl, I believe, against. So I, I really do think this this pass rushing unit is going to be the one um, applying the most pressure, but also will be the one that can really help the defense not allow Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to get into those deep routes, which is another big thing that caused uh, Baltimore to sink last week. That's what cost them the game was. I watching it, I couldn't understand that it, it would just seem at times like the the Ravens were like, "Yeah, we're not going to guard Waddle, or not, we're not going to guard Hill." It, it was just crazy to watch, and I think that they're they're also going to have a much harder time this week um, against the Bills, who are much more willing to be like, "Yeah, we'll just take away the deep ball, throw it underneath." We dare you. Question in this one, do you think that the defense comes in here and holds their own? I mean, obviously they have their two weeks, but so far Tennessee is 0-2. Uh, you know, the Rams bounce back, but they played a bad Atlanta team. So, I mean, it's so early in the year. It's tough to really kind of gauge that barometer the way it is right now. But do you see this as that the Bills defense will come and hold their own in this one? Or do you think this would be a game that could be a potential, you know, offensive shootout? I, I think the I think the defense is going to hold their own. In all honesty, I think this team is going to really. Um, I think this team is going to really get after the Dolphins' defense and really dig in against them. And it's going to be a, a unit that that I, at least personally, I feel is going to make an impact. I think what the Bills have is very hard 
for the Dolphins offense to play against. And I could be completely wrong. Um, but it just seems like the Bills defense of like, hey, we're going to make you throw underneath and we're going to make you throw into tight windows because we have fast and long linebackers who can get into it. Um, I really think that's that's a hard thing for the Dolphins to play against. Well, at this time, we're going to go ahead and set and take a quick break because coming up on the other side, we'll go across enemy lines. We'll talk with Brian Cantanzaro. He is of the Finside podcast uh, coming up here on the other side of a break. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Bill's Bruiser at T.W. Callahan DHS and at DHS Buffalo. Make sure you're liking us on Facebook as well and following us our work at DraftHouseSports.com. Taking a break. Brian Kenton Zero coming up on the other side from the Finside podcast. Taking a look at the Dolphins. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House podcast. Ranger Station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. Welcome back to the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser, Icorn, Alex Jones, as we go across enemy lines and welcome in Brian Cantonzero. He's of the Finside Podcast. Brian, how are you tonight? I'm good, Brad. How are you? Doing very good here. Looking forward to uh, a week three matchup with your Miami Dolphins here, especially considering uh, the huge comeback that they put on in the fourth quarter last week against the Baltimore Ravens. I think this could be a real fun matchup here in week three for both of our squads. Uh, yeah, it really can. I mean, you're talking about, uh, what, 30 years now since the Dolphins and Bills have both been two games over 500 heading into this week. And, you know, we're really excited on the Dolphins side that they're in the top eight in power rankings, somewhere between five and eight. But we also can't help that the Bills are definitively number one in those power rankings and just Deservedly so. What were expectations for going into, you know, a season where, you know, you have a new head coach and and Mike McDaniel, um, Tom Brady did not get, you know, come over here. Stephen Ross gets fined and uh, you guys lose a draft pick, Uh, you know, some noise along the side there. But coming into this year with a new head coach, you know, Tua going into this season here, what were expectations here for folks in South Beach and across Dolphin Nation? Well, unfortunately, we lost two draft picks because of Steve Ross. But That's right. To, to capitalize on your main point, uh, the expectations when you look at Vegas, they had the Dolphins at eight and a half wins. And when I looked at the Dolphins' first four games, of the season before the the year started, 
you know, at New England, a tough game at or excuse me, the Patriots at home in week one at Baltimore in week two, the Bills here in Miami in week three and then at Cincinnati in week four. I was looking at a one and three start for the Dolphins and, you know, maybe nine or ten wins. And that was pretty common across the Dolphins, uh, the Dolphins Twitter and Dolphins Nation there. But, you know, now the Dolphins started two and oh and have an opportunity in the next two weeks to go up against the Bills at home, which will be a really tough game where the Bills are favored by six points. And the Bengals just four days later on Thursday Night Football at Cincinnati, they haven't looked that good so far. But, you know, we're hoping for a three and one start here at least. Talk about the addition of Tyreek Hill. I mean, we saw Tyreek Hill come in last week and he, he and Waddle had a fantastic game. Obviously, Tua had a career game with six touchdown passes in this one. Expectations really high coming in here, bringing in Tyreek Hill? Very high, and they've gotten even higher. Because, I mean, when you look at Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Stefan Diggs in this game, you're talking about the top three wide receivers in the NFL in yards. I mean, you can't get bigger than that, and it's not – it's not a fluke. I mean, Tyreek Hill, you're talking about a player over the last five or six years has been the most dangerous weapon in the game. Stefan Diggs has obviously been a stud with the Bills with a 1,500-yard year in 2020 and 1,225 yards last year in 2021. And now, I mean, he's, he's trending toward that exact rate now. And Jalen Waddle was a former sixth overall pick. He had 1,000 yards. 100-plus catches last year. So you're, you're talking about a really amazing type of game here as far as the skill positions on both sides of the ball. But, yes, we're very excited here with Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddell because it, it brings just such a different component at, of speed at the wide, res, wide receiver position than other you know teams have or most teams have. Brian Katz, our guest here on the Buffalo Bills Draft House podcast. He is from the – Finside podcast here. Glad to go across enemy lines here and talk Bills Dolphins as that game is coming up here on Sunday, a one o'clock Eastern Standard Time kickoff televised on CBS. Uh, same announcing crew as last weekend for you guys. So, do you think that you know superstition wise helps carry you on to uh, to another victory here in Week Three? As far as predictions go. When you look at what the Bills have done in their last 13 games, dating back to last year, they've scored over 40 points in five of those 13 games. And when you look at what Josh Allen has done in his last six and a half games, I'm not even going to say seven because in the end of the 2020 season, he didn't even play the second half. He scored almost 35 points per game against the Dolphins too. So I have to assume that Josh Allen and the Bills are going to put up somewhere between 31 and 35 points. And that leads to a shootout. So as far as a prediction, if I had to make one, 38 to 28 bills. One of the big storylines going into this one has been the injury bug uh, here in Western New York. You know, we've been talking about our own team quite a bit here. I know, uh, you know, Howard's been out of practice uh, a little bit this week here. Uh, some injuries on the offensive line. Talk about the injury bug here and how it's affecting the Miami Dolphins going into week three. I think the bigger thing is Byron Jones. Um, 
on uh, really the combination of Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Howard last week led up a long touchdown to our Rashad Bateman. He's had a groin injury. He was held out of practice Wednesday, but Thursday came back on a limited basis. Um, but without Byron Jones and Xavier Howard at both sides of the cornerback position, locking things down, it would have been a great matchup heading into this game. Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis against Byron and Xavier, but injuries aren't really making that happen right now. So, yeah, I mean, I, if, if Xavier doesn't play in this game or doesn't play at full health, it's a big problem for the Dolphins. All right, so we live in a world of sports betting. That, that's the world we live in right now. We see all sorts of fun prop bets popping up here. I'm curious if there's going to be a prop bet on this game on something weird happening happening here. Uh, you know, we've seen the last couple of years uh, lightning delays down there in South Beach, uh, camera feeds going out. I'm wondering if that's going to be a prop bet for this weekend's game in Miami. Yeah, I'm hearing only 60% chance of rain, so I don't think that's going to happen. So as far as weather, no. Uh, prop bets, if you, you want to throw one out to me, I'd be happy to give you a yes or a no. All right. Well, Brian Katz, our guest here on the uh, Buffalo Bills Draft House podcast, covers the Dolphins for the Finn side. All right, Brian, what's the X factor for the Dolphins? If they're going to go in there and get a victory over the Bills, how do they do it? You know, sounds crazy, but it has to be a shootout. And the Dolphins have to win the shootout. And that sounds crazy when you consider that over the last seven games, Josh Allen has had an average over 35 points a game against the Dolphins. Now, I again, based on my prediction of 38-28 Bills, I, I think the Bills are going to end up doing that. But when you look at the Bills' secondary, and I'm curious to, as to how you think about that, um, you know, you're talking about two safeties being out, Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde, and Tredavious White obviously on, on injured reserve all year. Uh, uh, Christian Benford do, has done a great job, especially as a rookie. Uh, Kyir Elam's going to be in this game. Th that's the Dolphins' opportunity. It, it's really only because of injuries. I think at full strength, if the Bills' secondary were at full strength with Hyde, Poirier, and for Davies White at the beginning of the year, I think it'd be a great matchup with the Dolphins receivers against um, against the Bills secondary. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see on that. I, I think it's got to be a shootout, and I think it ends up, even, regardless of the scenario, the Bills winning the game. Well, Brian, very much thank you for joining our podcast. Looking forward to this one as uh, the Bills and Dolphins will meet for the first time, and then we'll see you up there in Week 18 here in Western New York in, uh, in January. Sounds good. Talk to you later. That was Brian Cantanzaro of the Finside Podcast. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Brian Katz. We'll take a break and uh, look forward to this week. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And welcome back to the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Indeed, Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones with you as we get set for the Buffalo Bills to take on the Miami Dolphins, a one o'clock kickoff. Game will be televised on CBS. Kevin Hartland, Trent Green on the call. And this one, of course, 
If you're in western New York or within the southern tier, that you can listen to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. I encourage you to turn off the sound and turn up the voice of John Murphy, Eric Wood, and Sal Capaccio as they'll have the call on the Bills Radio Network. Looking forward to this one here and a chance for the Buffalo Bills to go 3-0 and and a 1-0 and in the division. All right, Alex. What do you think this game comes down to? What is the X factor in this one uh, for the Buffalo Bills? I honestly think it's going to be getting Stefan Diggs going early and often. I think the other pieces of the offense will help out. Um, but against this man defense and against this good cornerback group, really just forcing them to really play on their laurels and getting Stefan Diggs going like he has been. The past two games, uh, it, it just seems to be the smartest thing where if they get that going early and often, I don't think there's anybody who can stop the Bills the Bills on offense. It's going to be a challenge there. And, you know, we didn't see Josh have to use his legs a lot in this one, but it wouldn't shock me. I, I, I think it's almost, you know, running as a necessity. He didn't have the need to run. He didn't have to. He had good protection. He could stand clean in the pocket. He could move around. Didn't need to take off of the ball other than, you know, uh, a run on third and long earlier that he did go ahead and pick up a first down there. Uh, so I'm curious to see, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call it an X factor, but curious how much Josh Allen is actually going to run the football himself in this one. Um, it, yeah, I think it'll be interesting, Brad. It, it is, it's going to be the thing of how I, I don't think Josh is going to run a ton, but I think there's going to be quite a few runs. He's broken off some big ones against Miami in the past. And, and because they run that man defense, a lot of times they'll play like a five-man uh, five rush, five men in man coverage, and then like a cover one safety. They really can't spy Josh, which is why he's torn him up. I put the over-under at seven rushes. I'd say it's probably like two or three design brushes, and then I think it's like four improv brushes. Okay. All right. That's something I can get down with here in this one. How about Diggs? Uh, another 100-yard receiving day. I mean, it looks like he's on pace to go ahead and shatter what he did in 2020. Yeah, he really is. He is he's, – he's just tearing it up, which it, through the first few games he has looked – objectively like he earned every cent of that pay bump he got this offseason. Now, we, we've heard about Waddle. We've heard uh, very much about Tyreek Hill. You know, what about the combination, not just Diggs here, but then Gabe Davis, who potentially coming back into this game this week? I, I think it's huge because it just adds another wrinkle. I mean, I, I think actually – um, Isaiah McKenzie or Jamison Crowder could be another name to watch this week. If there's some prop bets on uh, Isaiah McKenzie over on yards or Jamison Crowder over on yards, I would take the over in both of them. Just because of the man scheme the Dolphins run, the Bills love to run crossers against them, and those two guys are incredibly good at crossers. Another person to watch this week is Dawson Knox. Uh, the Dolphins aren't great at guarding tight ends, and so I think that's going to be a uh, a big spot of possible uh, fantasy and betting uh, winnings. All right, we'll get set for it. Bills Dolphins coming up. A one o'clock kickoff on CBS. 
Kevin Harlan, Trent Green on the call for CBS. And as I alluded to, of course, the game will be available on the Buffalo Bills radio network. So those of you within the radio network affiliate or like within range of myself, with the flagship station here, yeah, I'll be turning off the television listening to the radio on this one. Don't need to listen to the national broadcast. Yeah, 100%, Brad. It, it's it's going to be one of those games we watch. On, I'm going to throw it on mute and then have Red Zone on my other TV going. All right. So what do you think? Final thoughts on this one here, Alex, going into week three. You know, Brad, I think the injury bug, Bills fans should be generally concerned about it, but I don't think it is bad. It's as bad as things could have been. Um, it, it is one of those times where you know we would prefer to have everybody healthy, but going into the Titans game, you also thought like, man, the Titans have a real shot against us. We, we're missing defensive linemen. Derrick Henry's going to come in and tear it up. And I don't care what you say about the the Titans are still a good team. Ryan Tannehill is still top 15 in the NFL starting quarterbacks. And Derrick Henry is still Derrick Henry. He may have lost a step, but in all actuality, he is still an elite running back. Um, they have some weapons, Robert Woods, Traylon Burks. They have some good pieces on offense and defense. And the Bills stomped them. The, the Rams, same exact thing. The Rams have in, an incredible team, a Super Bowl contending team. And the Bills stomped them. So I just think that if the Bills go out there and do what they need to do, do the job they need to do, I don't think Miami gives us any problems. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House podcast. Big thanks to our guest, Brian Canton Zero, of course. Alex Jones, big thanks to you for listening. Don't remember, follow us on Twitter at DHS, Buffalo at TW Callahan DHS, at Bills Bruiser, DraftHouseSports.com, and Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House. For my co-host, Alex Jones, I'm Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Go Bills! All right, man. Cool stuff. I will get this online shortly. Awesome. Good to hear, Brad. How you doing? Oh, you know.